I'm Lauren Barry, and this is Odyssey's On Deadline podcast, where we bring you a closer look at top stories out of our radio newsrooms across the country. On Deadline today is the latest on Hunter Biden, the son of sitting President Joe Biden. Hunter was indicted on three felony gun charges last week in the U.S. District Court in Delaware. The charges come just weeks after the younger Biden's plea deal fell through. That deal would have seen him plead guilty to misdemeanor tax offenses and see him enter into a pretrial diversion program to avoid prosecution on a felony gun charge in Delaware. He wouldn't have been headed to jail. However, U.S. Judge Mary Ellen Noriega expressed concerns about the structure of the plea deal and the immunity he could have gotten out of it in other future cases. And the deal fell apart, leaving Hunter Biden to plead not guilty and take his chances at sentencing. Hunter Biden is an admitted crack cocaine addict and alcoholic who purchased a firearm illegally while addicted to drugs. Local district courts see hundreds of similar cases a day, possibly thousands. But this is the president's son, and a beloved one. He's Joe Biden's only remaining son after the death of his older son, Beau. So it's different. Hunter has been at the forefront of attacks against the president since before the 2020 election. The 53-year-old's addictions, tangled romantic relationships, controversy about his laptop, and other scandals have sparked conspiracy theories. Many are left wondering what's real and what isn't. So here's the real deal. Special counsel David Weiss charged the president's son with two counts related to false statements in three gun charges. On forms he filled out to buy a 38 caliber handgun, he claimed he wasn't on drugs. But he was. These are likely not to be the last charges Hunter will face. Weiss is expected to bring federal tax fraud charges against Hunter Biden for failing to pay his 2017 and 2018 taxes on time. This week, Hunter made his own legal move by suing the Internal Revenue Service. He alleged that they failed to keep his private records protected. As the court back and forth continues, Hunter's legal troubles don't stop with just him. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy opened an impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden, claiming that he lied about his knowledge of Hunter Biden's business dealings. And it says that the Biden administration gave Hunter Biden special treatment in the tax investigation. Christine Adams, a former federal prosecutor and current attorney in Los Angeles, joined Odyssey to discuss the charges brought against Hunter Biden and questions swirling around the immunity in his failed plea deal. Uh, you know, this is a very unusual case. It's very unusual to have a plea deal between the government and the defense where both parties go into court, the judge asks a few questions, and it turns out there isn't actually agreement on the scope of immunity that's being offered to Hunter Biden. And that's what happened here. They went into that hearing. It was quickly determined that the government was not willing to provide Hunter Biden with immunity as to issues around his foreign business dealings in Ukraine and with Chinese officials. And that was it. The deal fell apart because the defense thought that that was actually part of the deal. So here we are. And what makes it even more interesting and significant is now Hunter Biden faces charges where if former President President Trump is elected again, he's made clear he's going to go after Hunter Biden with everything he's got, and he will have the powers of the federal government behind him. You know, and, and speaking of which, you know, right now, Joe Biden's in office, and I was scouring X, formerly known as Twitter, and I did not see any all-caps tweets from President Biden uh, excoriating prosecutors for going after uh, his son, Hunter Biden. So we don't have that. It, it does appear, the appearance is, that President Biden and the White House administration is— uh, 
keeping hands off on this, not even making a statement. President Biden just gave a speech a few minutes ago, not saying a word about this. Are they making the right call? The Biden administration is in a very unique position. And I do believe they are making the right call because right now they are pursuing criminal charges against both the sitting president's son and the current Republican frontrunner in the next presidential election. You know, I, I increasingly am wondering if somebody were sitting sitting in another country looking at the American justice system right about now and all that has transpired in the past just few months, I'm wondering what they think about the state of the American justice system right about now, because it seems awfully odd. It is odd. Uh, you know, these things, this what I just described with a sitting president's son and with a former president both being charged by the same administration, that's unusual. But there is an argument to be made that the system of justice that we have in this country is even-handed and does not is not partisan in that way. What else is interesting is the charges themselves. They're very unusual. You know, Hunter Biden has been charged with two counts of essentially lying on a form to buy a gun, and then also with one count of possessing a gun as a drug addict. Prosecutions like these are extremely rare as standalone charges. These kinds of charges are usually not brought unless there's some of their serious crime that's additionally being brought. And they're certainly usually not brought against someone who has no previous criminal history like Hunter Biden and who has actually sought treatment for drug addiction. People have started to question what impact the charges against Biden could have for his father's re-election efforts. While his GOP rival, former President Donald Trump, has seen a boost in funding after indictments, including a $7 million jump in fundraising after the release of his mugshot, having a son in trouble seems to have a different effect for President Biden. Of course, the cases are in no way similar, except that they involve someone who has occupied the Oval Office. As ABC News reported about the Bidens, the son would probably not be facing criminal charges if not for who his father is. The father would probably not be facing impeachment if not for what his son had done. The White House has issued only a brief statement on Hunter's case, saying that the Bidens love their son and support him as he continues to rebuild his life. We don't know what's happening with the family's private moments, but we do know that publicly Biden has refused to distance himself from his son. And that's something aides have advised him to do for the sake of his reelection. Susan Page, the Washington Bureau Chief of USA Today, joined Odyssey to discuss the potential political fallout of the indictment. So, I mean, wow. I mean, talk about a, a circus in the worst definition of the word. Politically, forget about the, the legal implications for Hunter Biden, but let's talk about the politics of this. You know, a, a, the front runner for the Republicans indicted more times than most people can count. The sitting president's son being indicted now on, you know, potentially serious. Well, they are serious charges, frankly. Uh, if you can go away to prison for 25 years, that's pretty serious. Politically, where are we? Well, Charles, it's not helpful. It's not a good th politically. It's a damaging thing for him, for his son, uh, likely to be on trial in federal court during the campaign next year. But, you know, the worst of the politics is just the, what you said, that Republicans will now talk about Hunter Biden's legal problems in the same breath as uh, Democrats talk about former President's Trump indictment on more charges and more serious charges, charges of 
of trying to overturn a legitimate election charges of mishandling the nation's most sensitive documents, security documents. But it, it gives a kind of equivalency for those who want to defeat uh, sure. President Biden. So what do the Democrats do? Uh, the Republicans, you know, at the moment, as you know, the polls are showing that uh, as of today, anyway, Trump would be the nominee for the Republicans. That could change, of course, as time goes by. But Joe Biden is now a, a very interesting question, isn't it? Uh, more and more people in his own party are questioning the age factor and whether or not he is physically fit to be president. Now you throw into the salad bowl the son who is facing a possible 25 years in prison indicted on these gun charges. Where does that leave the Democratic Party now? What do they do? Yeah, absolutely. Nervousness among uh, Democratic office holders, Democratic officials and operatives about this campaign. We know that even Democratic voters who like Joe Biden worry that maybe he's too old to serve another term. But at the moment, there is no credible challenger to Biden for the Democratic nomination. And I think if Biden is not going to be the nominee, it's because Biden chooses to step away. There's only a little more time left for him to do that. You know, we're really heading like a train uh, toward the primaries. If found guilty, Joe Biden's son could spend a maximum of 25 years in prison, though that would be a rare outcome based on the charges against him. Major Garrett of CBS News joined Odyssey in the Midwest to discuss the interplay of the charges against Hunter Biden and McCarthy's impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. So this, of course, is we had a plea agreement. We didn't have a plea agreement. David Weiss wasn't a special counsel. Now he's a special counsel. This charge happens Individuals, especially on the right side of the aisle, are wondering, is this the tip of the iceberg? Do we find more about financing? If this is it, Major, if this is all we find out about Hunter Biden and indictments, does this play any role whatsoever in the 2024 election? Sure, it plays a role. How conspicuous and noticeable and damaging a role to President Biden yet to be determined. But look, he's a sitting president's son now indicted by the president's Justice Department. And if he is convicted, the maximum allowable sentence is 25 years. Now, of charges of this kind, that is rarely what a judge would impose. But it's just worth noting that, A, in our history, we've never had a sitting president's son indicted for anything, and that these are not minuscule charges. And the special counsel could find other things. Now, as I've said all that, we should, A, note, as every press release from the Justice Department does, innocent until proven guilty, and there will be a vigorous defense, and there will be lines of defense on Second Amendment grounds, which will be interesting and fascinating to see how the right responds to that, and on procedural grounds, like there was an agreement, it was signed, all the parties, prosecution and defense, had agreed to it, a judge intervened, which is the judge's power, and said, this doesn't look right to me, it fell apart, but nevertheless, the defense will make some argument that, hey, I thought we had a deal it was signed. Has that no relevance whatsoever? Yeah, and then I, what happened after that? Mm-hmm. A bunch of Republicans started yelling and screaming, and then the prosecution charges were increased. Is that a reflection of actual evidence or political pressure? That will be teased out in a court of law. This week, uh, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, announced uh, that the Republicans will start an impeachment inquiry. Now, mm-hmm. we know weeks before chatting with Breitbart, not exactly a liberal organization, Kevin McCarthy, the speaker, said this will only happen after we take a vote 
Mm-hmm. And if the majority approves this, well, then mm-hmm. the reality took place. Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the vote of 10, 15, 20 Republicans who have offered up this concept of evidence. We'd like to see evidence before we start an impeachment inquiry. You've had other Republicans say, here's the problem. Without the beginning, without the formality of the inquiry, we mm-hmm. can only go so far into the Biden family financial banking records, and that once we start the inquiry, things change. Is that correct from what you know? That is correct. And the uh, current Justice Department guidance on that was propounded by none other than the Trump Justice Department, which said unequivocally, if there is no full vote of the House, the subpoena powers under an impeachment inquiry don't exist. And no administration, specifically the Trump administration, was obligated to respond to anything witness testimony, documents, or anything in an impeachment inquiry that is not backed by a full vote of the House. Now, in 2019, when Pelosi set this in motion over Ukraine, there was an intervening period of about five weeks where the inquiry inquiry was begun and the House had yet to vote. Then the House of Representatives did vote, did launch the inquiry from a full vote of the House, and the Trump White House still mostly ignored those requests. So it's not as if Kevin McCarthy is in uncharted ground. He has used the Pelosi president to defend himself, which is what you do when you can't do what you originally were going to do. You try to find some explanation other than what you were originally going to do. And what he was originally going to do was have a full vote of the House. But he can't. Why? Because he'd lose it. Whether or not Hunter Biden actually goes to jail could be a factor in how Democrats decide to approach the next election. It would be one of just several core difficulties surrounding Joe Biden as he tries to get a second term. In fact, recent polling has shown that 77% of Americans think that President Biden is too old to serve another term as president. Even among Democrats, nearly 70% said that they believe he's too old for a second term. With the 2024 election a little over a year away, Time will only tell if the president will face other hurdles on the road to his second term, including greater legal troubles for his son. This show is produced by Joe Heady, Christy Strauser, Myron Kaplan, and Bill Smee. I'm Lauren Barry, and I want to say thanks for listening to the On Deadline podcast, Odyssey's deeper look at a top news story just for you. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast to stay informed. 